Voxbus. Tuning in to the people in your life about giving advice or unsolicited advice. We all do it. I just, again, are putting out, let's rethink giving advice. Because it's kind of challenging. It's very challenging, especially when a loved one comes to us with a problem and we are moved by the desire to be helpful and we want to immediately provide a solution to come to the rescue in a sense. Welcome everybody to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prebo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Hey everybody, welcome to this monologue episode on relationship advice. Rethink giving advice. And in this monologue, I talk about unsolicited versus solicited advice, how timing is so important, and reasons people give unsolicited advice. I also tell some stories from my life and work on this topic and some tips on how to deal with advice, especially from loved ones. And before we get on to the episode, I got a few housekeeping things to talk about. I want to thank Kimberly in North Carolina, Elaine in Florida, and Chris in Montreal for recently donating to my podcast. Thank you so much. It's great to have the support. And if you would like to support the podcast that way, you can check out my website, heartsharecounseling.com. Click on the support the podcast page and you can leave a donation, a one-time donation or a recurring monthly donation. And be sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook and you can go to the show notes for those links. And remember, if you have a relationship question, you can go to my website, again, heartsharecounseling.com and click on the podcast page and leave a voicemail question that I'll try to answer on a future podcast. And I'd like to once again thank my sponsors for this episode, Gyro Creative out of Detroit, Michigan. Gyro Creative is a identity studio and they think of identity as something much broader than brand. And they have worked with neighborhoods, nonprofits and other clients with meaning that transcends brand identity that can apply to artists' movements, culture, and more. And they challenge clients to envision where they could lead them. So check them out at gyrocreative.com. I'd also like to thank Farm to Home Milk. Farm to Home Milk is an Asheville-based milk distribution company of grass-fed GMO-free milk. They serve many of Asheville's local restaurants and coffee shops. You can buy the milk here at Whole Foods or the French Broad Food Co-op. And the secret of this company's success is their focus on personal relationships they have with their customers. I know the founder and that is so important to him. And on the side of their trucks is the phrase, compassion is possible. I love that. And this is how they aim to be in a relationship of sustenance. 
So check them out at farmtohomemilk.com. Okay, everybody, hope you enjoy this episode. Relationship advice, rethink giving advice. Let's talk about it. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Relationship Advice, Rethinking Giving Advice. And that probably sounds kind of ironic, yet this podcast is a relationship podcast. So I'm not saying, hey, great advice, don't give advice. I'm saying, let's rethink about giving advice. There's a difference between unsolicited advice and solicited advice. And I know unsolicited advice, there's a place for it. Boy, I tell you, if I am walking on a beach and I'm about to get a little bit into the ocean, I want somebody to come up to me and say, hey, there's a shark. A shark was spotted here a little bit ago. You know, you might not want to get into the water. But actually, I just want them to say, you know, there's a shark. They just mentioned shark. I don't care if it's right close or six miles away, this boy is not getting in the ocean. I was about 11 or 12 years old when Jaws came out and I saw a double feature, saw it twice in one day. I did not sit on a toilet for a year. That's right, I squatted. Mm -mm. That sucker was gonna come through, I squatted. So if somebody comes up to me and wants to give me that unsolicited advice, by all means. And I know what I was saying a little bit tongue-in-cheek about him, all he had to do, he or she just says, there's a shark that was spotted. They don't have to say, don't go in the water. I already know, <laughs> I'm not going in the water. So it's enough for them to just say, hey, a shark was spotted here. See, giving just an observation like that can really help somebody just make their own choices. Like I want somebody to tell me when I have food in my mouth between my teeth, that's all they need to say. Hey, people, you, you got something between your teeth. They don't have to say, hey, you should go to the bathroom and go brush your teeth because you got something in between your teeth. No, I'll get it out. I want somebody to tell me that I have some food in my teeth. That's fine, unsolicited advice by me. So you got to choose what boundary, right? We're talking about boundaries around unsolicited advice that you also receive. As a counselor, I have that fine line of people coming to me. They are paying me in some ways to give them some offerings of advice. But also, there are times that people just want to be validated and acknowledged. And I have to decipher which one I'm going to be present to just really creating the space and allow people to be able to express themselves and their emotions, to get it out, to vent, to complaint, for me to validate and acknowledge where they are, and then deciding if it is right and it's the opening, if they are open to also want to see change. So that's a big part of tuning in to the people in your life about giving advice or unsolicited advice. We all do it. I just, again, are putting out, let's rethink giving advice. Because it's kind of challenging. It's very challenging, especially when a loved one comes to us with a problem and we are moved by the desire to be helpful and we want to immediately provide a solution to come to the rescue in a sense. And again, we have to really tune in if that person is ready for us to help them in that solution. Are they asking for it? That's a big one. 
are we asking if they're available for some advice or for some solution? I think it's really good when we ask for that. Hey, I have some thoughts about this. Are you open to hearing my opinions or thoughts? Or I know you've been talking about an issue that you're really struggling with. Is this something that you want me to help you figure it out? Do you want me to give you some advice or some thoughts that I have? We can ask that right off for the person and they can check in to see if they are available because we all know if we're going to give advice and that person's not available, they're not going to take it. And then we have to decide, are we going to hold that in some way against them? How many people do you know that when they give you advice, if you don't take it, that they're upset and they're angry that you didn't take the advice, that you didn't follow through on it? So on the line, they were not just being helpful. They were working out their own issues, their own ego to be able to feel that they know more than we do in our situation. And if they get upset that we didn't take it and take their advice and follow through, then they can feel disrespected that in some sense they know what's better for us. And that could be very irritating on the receiving end. So when somebody gives you advice and you don't take it and they get angry, that's a telltale sign that they're not really focused on your well-being. They're more concerned with their ego and that you following through with their own knowledge or their belief system or their expertise. It's like questioning themselves and their capabilities and their competence. I told a story on another podcast called uh, Setting Boundaries Without Guilt, where I had to put up a strong boundary with my mom uh, concerning unsolicited advice on our decisions to homeschool our son many years ago. And you can check out more of the details about that story on the podcast. But I had to put up a, a boundary, a strong boundary. And in doing so, now we are pretty good at respecting each other's boundaries around unsolicited advice. It is a process, but you can change some dynamics of a relationship that goes from bombardment of unsolicited advice to aspects of boundaries and respect on autonomy and freedom. Hey, this is probably for a lot of you men out there, but we got to stop giving unsolicited advice for our partners driving. Come on, right? How many of us constantly tell our partners what they're doing wrong, giving them advice about moving to that lane? You should speed up. You're going too slow, constantly giving unsolicited advice. I'm guilty of that, and I am really putting attention on it. Like I know the other day, instead of telling my wife, you should get some gas now. You don't want to run out. Of course she doesn't want to run out. Why do I need to say something like that? So I caught myself, I didn't say that. The other day I said something to the effect of, hey, what do you think about getting gas now? The tank seems low. Bingo, right there, I'm giving her an awareness and her making the choice. I'm not giving her unsolicited advice. She can choose, she can fill it out if she wants to go on and see if she can make it the next day and get gas or get it now. But I think sometimes if I say the first part, you should get gas now, you don't want to run out, that's my internal thought process to myself at times. I don't need to say that to myself. Of course I don't want to run out. 
It would be really good if I could say the other. Hey, people, what do you think about getting gas now? The tank seems low. And I can look and I can say, hmm, do I want to get gas? Do I want to get gas from that BP station? Because no, I don't do BP. I haven't done them since 2010, that Deep Horizon spill, the greatest environmental disaster in American history. Yeah, folks, I'm, I'm biased about that. I do not go to BP. Now, I'm not telling you don't go to BP. I'm not giving you that unsolicited advice. You get to make your own choices. And I think that that is also another way of modeling when we do things in ways that we would perhaps give advice to other people. They can choose whether they think that's a good idea or not, if that's aligned with their own values and their own belief system. And, you know, I think it's really good to negotiate with people in your life. What I'm doing more of, I'm even asking people in my life, hey, how do you experience me giving you advice? Do you experience me giving you too much advice at times? Do I give you unsolicited advice that you don't want? I want you to be able to tell me when I'm giving you unsolicited advice and that you don't want it. I'm very open for you to say, hey, people, right now you're giving me unsolicited advice and I'm not open to it. I'm having more of those kind of dialogues with people in my life. And there's a challenge on the other way to be able to tell people, hey, I just want to tell you and just talk about at times, I believe that you're giving me unsolicited advice. I would much rather that you ask me, hey, I'm hearing that you're having an issue and it sounds like a big problem. Do you want me to give you some of my thoughts or opinions or advice? Or do you just want me to listen and be able to understand where you're coming from? That's great to try to get more clarity, especially even when the conversation starts. To even pause and say, hey, right now I'm just wondering, do you want me to just listen to you? Do you want me to reflect back what I've heard? Do you want me to give you advice? Do you want me to help you to fix what's going on? Instead of just jumping in and giving advice. And we know how a shutdown can happen with that so fast. I know I can feel the shutdown sometimes with my wife when I'm telling her something. Oh, you know, I got a pain in my leg. And then she said, oh, you should put some arnica on it. I just wanted to tell her I just got a pain in my leg. <laughs> That's all. That, you know, I'm just walking around with a little bit of pain in my leg. I know she wants to help, and it's probably a really good idea for me to put arnica on it. But when it comes sometimes so fast, and it, before I have a chance to really feel what I'm telling her, sometimes there's a shutdown. And I'm not talking about for me, like, just totally shut her out and stonewall. But there are people that do that. Now I can just feel my energy kind of go down. And there's times that I definitely tell her, hey, babe, you know, I just really don't want advice right now. I just want you to hear me that my leg is sore, that it's bothering me. And she gets right away. She's like, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, just tell me about what's going on with your leg. I say, well, I think I'm going to get some Arnica. <laughs> so I think it's really good in relationships to really negotiate that. Because I think there is a balance. In my relationship, I do want thoughts and opinions and advice. But there's timing with that also. I think timing is so important. A lot of times it works for me where I'm able to really express what's going on for me. And somebody else, especially my wife, really listens. And then at a later time, 
she may come up to me and she said, hey, you know, I just digested a lot of what you said and I've been feeling some things about it. Are you open to hear some of my thoughts? And sometimes it's just opinions and sometimes it's some advice about some things that I might want to think about doing. So the timing of that also really works for me sometimes when it doesn't feel so urgent, whether I am looking for advice or not, even just the urgency of me just wanting to express what's going on for me and just have a place to be able to do that, right? Have somebody that's just holding space. And hey, I know unsolicited advice from loved ones can be especially threatening because of our strong desire to please those persons. You know, it's hard to ignore advice from a loved one because we fear that failure to follow it could signal a lack of love or respect. And a lot of times they let us know that. So at that same time, we don't want to follow their advice because we want to retain our own autonomy, our own independence. In fact, you know, we especially don't want to follow the advice of a loved one because each time we do so, it feels like a step towards changing the relationship dynamic between, you know, going from equals to unbalanced power. And we as adults with our adult parents, you know, it sets up a dynamic that if we always take that advice, that there is this position of they know better for our life than we do. At one time they did. They needed to help us survive. That is probably not the case now. So if you're on the end of giving that, I think you need to rethink about giving advice to your adult children. So I hear lots of stories that people feel that, you know, the conflict between complying to show our love to our loved ones and not complying, which is to assert our our independence and our freedom that creates frustration. And sometimes that frustrations lead to anger. And so we feel more anger when a loved one tells us how to improve our health or our driving or kids' education. We feel that more than we do when a perfect stranger gives us such advice. It's very weighted when it comes from a loved one. So I know this is a whole big subject on this one, but we parents have to rethink about giving advice to our kids. Timing, age appropriate, all of that. We really want to instill, have them to foster their freedom and independence for them to make a lot of their choices. I remember years ago, I shifted in what I call a good parenting moment. My son is a real good wave boarder, you know, that this like skateboard and he used to do it all around the house. And he even juggled while he was doing it. And though there were times that he would just leave it all over the place. And I know in the past I would say something like, uh, hey, why don't you put your wave board in the closet? You know, but on this day, I remember I chose something different. And I said something to the effect of, hey, when your wave board is out near the door, people can trip on it. Will you put it somewhere that will be safe for others, including me, man? If he wanted suggestions, I would give it to him. But the problem-solving opportunity there was awesome. He figured it out. He put it where it was safe. That was an eye-opener. I don't have to tell him everything. Let him figure some of these things out. Kids are told advice all day long, especially in school. And I know that 
some people that listen to my podcast with my son, uh, the father and son conversation, we talked about that, about having some freedom for him to make his own choices so that he could be really balanced and felt like if those choices were, were right for him. I was not totally hands off. I was there. I was helping him figure it out at times, checking in with how does he feel about this or this decision or what's going on for him. Ah, you made that decision. How did it feel to make that decision? And yes, there were times I would say, hey, are you open to hear a thought that I have about it? Hey, teenagers are going to be way more open for that, especially if you're consistent. Shows respect for another human being trying to make decisions in their life. And that's what we're there to also help model it and also help guide them to make good decisions in their life for them to live a good human existence. Because again, those of you who have been on the reverse end know what it feels like when a parent is just constantly telling you what you should do and what you're doing wrong and constantly giving advice. You just shut down. You don't want to hear it. There's also a message that you have to take from being internalized that you're not enough, that you don't know what's best for you and you have to really assert it and change that around somewhere in your life to be healthy. And many people as adults are having a hard time still doing that. And those people have had a really hard time going within themselves to really listen to themselves and find their own resources, which we all have. And I think sometimes it comes out that if you really had a domineering parent that was constantly giving you advice, either you're really opposed to that and you put up really strong boundaries, or sometimes you also repeat it. So it's really good to rethink giving advice. How'd you grow up? How do you give advice? How do you receive advice? What feels independent and thriving for you? What feels smothering? You know, also we have to think that advice might seem right to you, but is often wrong for another person. You know, advice assumes that our perspective is the right one and that the way that we see things will work perfectly for others. But, you know, we all have a unique set of experiences that might be very different than other people. So while it might seem perfectly logic to you, let's say that her friend quit her job because her boss was being rude, you might have a successful life and that you've maybe navigated a lot of things more easily than that person. So it's very hard for us to, at times, know exactly what that person needs to be doing in that moment because we're not in their shoes. You know, we're all this like unique puzzle, man, you know, pieces of the puzzle. And we can't try to change somebody else's piece. You know, let their piece fit into the whole puzzle. And I think sometimes when we're giving advice, we also are trying to put our own value system of what we think is right to somebody else's life. As a counselor, I see some results of unsolicited advice given to people that can be detrimental to them. Advice that's unasked for can have the effects of the person on the receiving end feeling that they can't be trusted to make a good decision. Therefore, it could diminish that person's self-esteem. It can also leave people feeling lonely and not understood. It can continuously leave people with the feeling that they have to second-guess themselves constantly. 
I just think it's just so much better to cultivate more of really good listening skills and to ask really good questions. I'd say be wary of the why questions, which can cause someone to, you know, look backwards, get lost in sometimes self-reflection or feel judged. You know, why did you make that decision? You know, it's much better to use the what or the how. What did you learn from making that decision? Or how was that supportive of your life or not? We all can benefit from really fine-tuning and getting really good at our listening skills, really opening up the space for somebody to be heard by being very curious and interested more in what they're saying instead of jumping in. You know, that's the discipline, is to really catch when you want to jump in, right? The definition of listening is the intent to understand, not the intent to reply. And a lot of times we're giving unsolicited advice, we're coming in, cutting in with our own thoughts and not really listening and being interested and curious what the person really has to say and give them the space to really say it fully. It's an art, you know. That's the title of a podcast I did last September, The Art of Listening. There's a lot of nuances to it. You have to really have your gatekeeper watch your own self-talk and to really hold the space for people. But it doesn't mean that you just have to be solely passive and not say anything, right? Being an engaged listener, you can also ask questions to be interested and find out and help somebody really bring out more of what it is that they're feeling and thinking and what they're experiencing. Show the interest of that you want to understand. I think when I deeply listen, really focusing on authentic and deep listening, then when perhaps I'm asked for an opinion or counsel, it emerges from a place of compassion. And like I said earlier, there's times that I fail that in my, in my counseling practice, but there's many times that I do that well, that I'm really deeply listening in an authentic and compassionate way so that the offerings that I give are emerged from, from that place, from that place of compassion, and then it will resonate to that person. You know, I had a client that one day said to me, I don't give any advice at all. If they don't ask, I don't give advice. Simple as that. And they say this applies to just about everything, short of stopping people from stepping in front of a, a moving train. You know, they say, they said something like, um, in my experience, most people actually need to see the end result of their wrong thinking or their mistakes. And when that happens, it makes much more powerful and lasting impression. So that's how that person handles it. That's another way of rethinking, giving advice. And then I also know working with people that they need to be needed. You know, people who offer unsolicited advice from this motivation may have a lot of knowledge in a certain area that pertains to another person's situation, and they feel the need to share it with that person in order to feel valued and important. So people are coming from all different experiences and motivations in why they give advice. I also hear people say, you know, I, I had to give that advice because I was just tired of that person hearing that person just vent and not do anything about it. So I just told them what to do because I was tired of hearing it. 
Yeah. And that does happen. And again, we can rethink that. You know, we can tell that person something to the effect of, you know, you've been talking a lot and complaining a lot and venting, and you've been doing that for a while. Some people have been doing it for years, and I don't see things changing. It doesn't seem that you are really wanting a solution in some ways and trying some things out because you're going around in circles and circles. And I'm feeling kind of used with that because you're just talking at me and you're not wanting to figure out a solution or a different way. And sometimes people have a hard time hearing that because they think that they really want to, but they're caught in that loop of just going over and over and over from that same mindset. And that just happens at times. It does take times that people might do that, but you don't have to be the brunt of just hearing it over and over and over. You can put up the boundary and say that I'm willing to help you solve this problem or I'm also willing to give you some advice. I'm not willing to continue to listen to the same venting that you've been going on for a long time. I have compassion for you and I really want things to change. So I'm here for you if you want that support. That's another way to be able to rethink around giving that advice. So it's good to just go around the gamut of, I think, how this shows up in your life and to maybe look at different angles and ways to work with unsolicited advice and advice giving. Well, folks, thanks for letting me take this journey on with you. I hope you got something out of it and start really experimenting in your life to see how this shows up and rethinking different ways to be able to have advice in your life and give advice Okay, everybody. Well, I hope you make yourselves a lovely day. You thought I was going to say a beautiful day because that's what I usually do, but now today I'm going to say lovely day because I got that song in my mind, you know, and the world's all right with me. Just one look at you and I know it's going to be a lovely day, 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 yeah, lovely day, lovely day. Relationships, Let's Talk About It is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting, PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is produced by Oxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today faster and easier. Try it for free at oxbus.com. That's A-U-X-B-U-S dot com. Oxbus. Oxbus.